us, Lord God, to surrender and submit, Lord, to your will, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Lord. And we bless your name this morning, God. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a good place right there to stand on our feet and give God some praise this morning. We thank you for being here this morning. And if you're tuning in, we thank you for tuning in with us. Can we just worship and praise the Lord this morning? We're here for him, an audience of one, and we just want to give him praise, honor, and glory this morning. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah all over the building. And right where you are, shout hallelujah. Woo! Lift your voices here. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, everybody. See you.
So we dance, yeah, and we sing, and we worship, say you are king, we're here for, we give everything to the one who is worthy. Sing it. Casting crowns. Casting crowns. Lifting. Lifting hands. Bowing hearts. Bowing hearts. So we come to do. Casting crowns. Casting crowns. Lifting hands. Bowing hearts. So we come to do. See Adam.
your throne and all the years cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing your From you are all things, to you are all things, you deserve it all. You know he deserves it, come on everybody, say, you are the of it all. Oh, 
say, you're worthy. You're worthy. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33. Let me invite you to stand with us in reference to the word of God. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse number 3. Three, three, three. The Bible said, call upon me. And God said, I will answer thee. Not only will he answer us, he will show us great and mighty things which we've never known before. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day of blessing. According to your word, this is the day the Lord has made it. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In obedience to your word this morning, we say thank you for another day. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you that we are in the land of the living. Thank you for protecting us against COVID virus. Lord, we thank you for watching over our children. Thank you for watching over our grandchildren. Thank you for just being a good God for us. Holy Spirit, minister to us in a very special way today. Have your way in this house. This is your church. These are your people. Glorify yourself in this house. Give me the unction to preach and to teach your word this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we give you all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you this morning on the subject titled, How to Get in Touch with God. 
how to get in touch with Almighty God. Let me mention to you that this is a beginning of a series on the subject of prayer. And why are we talking about prayer? Because we need it. As a people, we need prayer. As a community, we need prayer. And as a nation, we need prayer. In fact, I believe with all my heart that the world needs prayer. Amen? So in this series, beginning today, we will look closely into what is prayer. Who and who is commanded to pray? We're going to look into why do we need to pray? And we're going to look into how to pray and where we should be praying. So today is just a beginning of that series. I'm going to focus my attention today introducing the subject and then laying the foundation and just deal with some basic revelation about the subject of prayer. So if you're making note, the focus today will be what is prayer? Let me go on record by reminding all of us that Everybody prays. Sometimes we don't know we are, but we do pray. Even people who are not Christians pray. The Buddhist prays. The Muslim pray. The Hindus. Even the atheists. People who don't believe in God, they pray. You see how you say that, Reverend? You wait until something bad happens. And then they say, oh, God. You really hear anybody say, oh, me. So just about everyone pray. But sometimes we pray to different people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you will ask the question, well, Brother Pastor, if everybody prays, so why we need to talk about prayer? Well, we need to talk about prayer because we're in a crisis. We need to fine-tune our prayer skill. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk about prayer because most people don't know how to pray. It's a dangerous thing to be doing something, but you're doing it wrong. The Bible says we receive not because we ask amiss. We don't know how to pray. Another reason why we need to talk about prayer is because the world is going the wrong direction. So many of us, we are so connected. 
We are so connected to the point that even you can't even get family to come together and eat together without somebody messing with their cell phone or checking their emails. Am I telling the truth? You'd be amazed how many of us under the sound of my voice this morning, you Facebooking, you are Instagramming, you are YouTubing. Every time, every day, you got to have the television on. You got to have the radio kicking in your car. Many times we see you, you have your earplugs on. Constantly on the phone. Constantly texting. That's why people, they be texting so much, they run into brick walls. Some people are busy texting, they run up the highway. We are so connected that we don't have time to pray. And it's not just the young people. I used to think, oh, this is just the younger generation problem. But now we see adults and old folks, senior citizens, everybody always on the phone, always texting. They got to have the television on. Some people sleep with TV on. Wi-Fi, internet, always running, running, running. But let me remind all of us up front, if you're going to be a strong Christian, you must find time alone with God. The strength of any Christian is not how much you stay connected with your gadgets. Is spending time alone with God. So you better get off of Facebook and put your face in the book of the law. I can close my book and go home. Because when I look into the community and I see so many stuff going on, people dying right and left. The hospital stay packed out. I hear the Holy Spirit say, we're dealing with powerless Christians. That is why I said, get off of your Facebook and put your face in the book of the law. You better get disconnected from all those mess, all those gadgets, and get connected with Jesus. The Bible say a lot about the subject of prayer. Luke chapter 18 verse 1, the Bible say men and women should always pray. Always pray and don't faint. The book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 says this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. 
even as we are gathered here today in the house of God, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Many of us have turned it into a house of entertainment. But the owner of the house says, his house shall be called a house of prayer. What am I trying to tell you? Ladies and gentlemen, the difference between success and failure is your prayer life. I hear a lot, as you can imagine, during the week from members of this church, from people in the community. A lot of questions about life. A lot of questions about issues. A lot of questions about relationship. A lot of questions about this pandemic going on. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, the difference between who wins, who loses in this world of ours has a lot to do with your prayer life. The Bible is full of examples. Abraham prayed for Abimelech and he was healed. Moses prayed for Israel and God changed his mind from destroying them. Joshua prayed and the son was held up. David prayed for his sick baby. Hannah prayed at the altar, came to church, got on our knees, and the Lord answered our prayer. Elijah prayed that there be no rain for three years and six months. And guess what? The whole heaven was shut down. Daniel prayed. I mean, the Bible is full of people like you and me who have found the secret of true success. Many times that you are spending worrying about it, you should be praying about it. Even in the New Testament, you see examples of people that pray. Jesus, the Bible says, every day, early in the morning, before anybody get up, he will steal away into a private place and pray. Even on the cross, he prayed. You remember in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed. The Bible said his prayer life was so significant that the disciples asked him, will you please teach us how to pray? If you're a Christian and you don't know how to pray, you're already in trouble. You're not trying to get in trouble. You're already in trouble. So let me encourage you to pay close attention to what your pastor will be teaching you during this series. The goal is to empower you that when the enemy hears your name, they will run. 
When the demons are passing by your neighborhood, they will skip your door. I never will forget a story that happened where I came from in Nigeria, Africa. Because it's a third world country, you know, and because of their problem with government and, and the economy, so there's a lot of stealing, there's a lot of arm robbery. And one day, some bunch of arm robbers came into a house and they came to rob the house. They break in the door. And they found everybody there. They say, everybody, your hands up. And then while they were stealing their, their stuff, the head hunter of the armed robber said, wait a minute. Can I ask you all a question? He said, what is it? Every time we've been trying to rob this house for the longest. And every time we'll come to this house, it's surrounded by fire. But today we came. And there is no fire. And we're able to break in. What happened? And the owner of the house say, as a family, we stopped praying. My brother, my sisters, I have not come in this series to impress you, to be honest with you. After you get to my age, you pass the age 60, you pass to a church for more than 20 years, you don't need to impress nobody anymore. You just need to help people to know how to live a victorious life. Your time with God will make or break you. The truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, the world is not ruled by presidents. I know we talk a lot about what goes on in the White House. This world is not governed by any president. You can tell him when you see him. This world is not governed by kings and queens. Not by any dictator or governor. People who rule the world are people who knows how to pray. So I want to equip you for the next several weeks on how to pray so that you can rule and reign in this world. Why do you need to rule and reign? Because you are made to rule. When God made you and me, he said, take charge, have dominion, replenish the earth, multiply. That's the charge given to you and I. And not only did God charge us to rule and reign, to have dominion, you read the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, God assigned angels as our servants to do the work for us. You don't get any better than that. Sweatless victory. But there's one problem, you, as you well know. The reason why we are struggling, the reason why 
We are aching. You look at people's face. Even with makeup, they still don't look right. Don't look at nobody now. I'm just saying. It's because we are busy trying to make things happen instead of using the angels to do our work. And the problem is that the angel only respond to prayer. So if you don't know how to pray, people are available to work for you, you will have to do their work. On my job, I'm privileged to supervise a lot of people. All kinds of people. Departments after departments under my control. But what if I don't know how to use those people? Guess who's going to do the work? And that is why people age up. You need to learn how to pray. Please take note. No man, no woman is greater than their prayer life. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many positions you got, what title you hold. You will never be greater than your prayer life. So what is prayer? That's what I want to talk about today. Well, I can tell you, contrary to a lot of religious myth out there, prayer is not a magic wand. And prayer is not a secret incantation. And prayer is not some genie in the bottle that you can just throw up there and God pops out and say, hey, your wish is my command. That's not what prayer is. God is not your magic wand. God is not your secret incantation. God is not your genie in the bottle that you can just flip out anytime you want. Prayer is not a chant. Prayer is not a spell. Prayer is not a ritual. And let me suggest to you, prayer is not fire extinguisher that you pull out in time of emergency. The reason why we stay powerless is because we've learned to use prayer for emergency only. So when COVID-19 came, all of us saw the America wants to pray. When 9-11 happened, all of a sudden, people want to pray. When people saw hurricane coming, now the government, the governor say, oh, let's pray now. Somebody called me and said, Pastor, did you hear the governor announce? So, so they're coming, we've got to pray. I say, I've been praying before the governor was elected. The sister got offended, but, but I was just telling her the truth. You don't wait. I mean, no disrespect to the governor. I love him. He's my friend. 
you got to adopt a prayer life on a regular basis. You don't wait until mama got cancer. And then you say, oh, folks, let's pray. We better pray. You don't wait until your husband is about to walk out. You say, ah, somebody better pray for me. Let's send out a text message, a group message. Everybody pray now. Have you noticed I never respond to any of those text messages? They always send it to me. 20 people, 30 people. Oh, we got to pray. Now we're in trouble. Let's pray. Prayer is not a fire extinguisher that you use in time of crisis. I even heard people say when things are really falling apart, they will send in their group message. They will say, well, all we can do right now is pray. And then folks will be texting by saying, you mean it's that bad? I see if you got to wait until <laughs> things went really bad. Folks, look around. See how people are thinking. When things don't go their way, now they want to pray. As if prayer is our last resort. When you've tried everything else, they think prayer now is your turn. No, ladies and gentlemen, prayer must be your first choice. You don't wait until emergency. Every day, this morning alone, there's so many things to pray about. I pray more than five times this morning. I don't say that to brag. Prayer is a lifestyle. Men, women should always pray and not faint. So what is prayer? Number one, you need to know prayer is your dedication to God. What do I mean by dedication? You have to constantly demonstrate to God that you depend on him. Part of the problem, many, many times, that we think we're all that. We think because you got your own house now. Or you got your own car. And a goat. Or whatever. You think you don't need God anymore. And you just put him on hold until there's, there's a crisis. But prayer is when you dedicate your life to God, letting him know every day that you need God. Prayer is being vulnerable before God. It's an admission before God saying, I am nothing without you. I don't care how many people know you downtown. The Bible says without me, you can do nothing. Let me be honest with you. Satan is not afraid of any Christian on his feet. But Satan fears any believer who stays on his knees. 
Prayer is the key to victory. You got to get to the point in your life that you to let God know, I can't make it without you. I need your strength. I need your power. I need your help. I can't even raise my children without you. If you don't help me, I'm in trouble. When you depend on God, when you dedicate your life to God, prayer becomes what helps you to get through each day. You don't wait until the storm. You don't wait until the hurricane show up. Every day, prayer becomes your dedication to God, your dependency on God. So when you get up in the morning, you say, Lord, thank you. See, you're already praying now. Lord, I thank you for another day. Are you all seeing here? Do I have a witness? Just to be able to get up in the morning. Lord, thank you. When you get in your car, you say, Lord, help me to make it through the traffic. Nobody promised you you're going to make it to where you're going. You better pray. When you get to work, you say, Lord, I can't stand my supervisor. But, oh, Lord, help me through this day. You get to your desk and somebody ugly show up. You say, Lord, here come this heifer. Please help me. I don't want to go through any mess today. I can make, you see, you, throughout the whole day you are praying. You got to be praying. Every move, you got to be praying. Don't wait until you get a text message from nobody. Don't wait until the governor call an emergency. Don't wait until the White House finally admit there is COVID out there. Every day. It's a day of prayer. You get to work, now they say you're going to have a meeting. And you know you didn't sleep good last night. You say, Lord, please help me stay awake. I'm tired. I am weak, Lord. Precious Lord. Just help me stay awake. Don't let me go to sleep. Because they're always looking for something to get you fired, to get you demoted. You say, Lord, I need this job. I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Help me. Without you, I can do nothing. Even when you, when you finish work, you go home, you say, Lord, please don't let my wife have an argument today. I am tired. It's been a long day. What am I trying to do? Every day, constantly, sometimes I'm coming to the pulpit, I'll be praying just to walk from my office to the pulpit. 
What is prayer? Prayer number two is communication with God. It's not just your, your dependency on God. It's communication. And if there's one reason why the world is in trouble today, it's because of poor communication. I can tell you as a lawyer, one of the main reasons why marriages end up in divorce, poor communication. People, they don't know how to communicate with their spouse. People don't know how to communicate with their supervisor. People don't know how to communicate with their co-workers. People don't know how to communicate even with their children, with their friends. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot understand anyone unless you communicate with that person. And it's hard to communicate with somebody you had no relationship with. How are you going to talk to God that you have no relationship with? He don't know you. You don't know him. I wish I have time. I can stop here and just ask the question. What is your relationship with God? Don't just live here today saying, Pastor, say I got to constantly pray. Prayer is communication with God. But how are you going to communicate with somebody you have no relationship with? John chapter 15, verse 15, show what I'm talking about. Jesus told his disciples, he said, before now, I call you servants. He said, but no more, you're no longer my servant, you're my friend. Ask anything you will. I'll do it. Hallelujah. What is prayer? Prayer, number three, is supplication. First, I said, if you're making no prayer, it's dependency on God. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is supplication. What do we mean by supplication? Ladies and gentlemen, that's asking God for something, requesting God for something, petitioning God for something. The book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 put it this way. He said, be careful for nothing. One thing my family will tell you, wife and children, they will say, we can't get him to worry about nothing. While everybody is freaking out, I say, I'm going to God in prayer. Be careful for nothing. How? By prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. That's right. Let your request be made known unto God. And guess what happened? The peace of God. God will give you peace in the midst of hurricane. God will give you peace in the midst of COVID-19. Be careful for nothing. How do you walk in peace in the midst of chaos? 
Prayer. Prayer is God's chosen method to meet your need. Are you listening to me? It's not your effort. It's not your running, running, running. And now face full of wrinkles. Prayer is God's chosen method to meet your need. See how we miss out because the least attended event in the church is prayer. The very tool that God wants to use to meet your need, to answer your prayer, to solve the problem, to, to help you knock down that giant in your life. But you don't show up. The truth be told, I'm just going to be brutally honest. There are some things God will never do in your life until you pray. Don't let religion rob you. Stop watching others succeed when you are a child of the same God. Religion will tell you, oh, God knows what I need. That's a lying devil. There are some things that God has made clear I will not do until you pray. James chapter 4, verse number 2. That's why it says you receive not because you ask not. In other words, you don't get it. You're waiting for heaven to do for you, and you're getting nothing. You need a husband. Everybody's getting married next to you. Some of them not even good looking, and they're finding good men and women. Don't look at nobody now. I know, I know. You know I'm going to be straight with you. Why? You receive not because you don't ask. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened unto you. So I ask you this morning, what are you looking for? Well, let me call Rev. Rev got a list, too, of his own. The veil of the temple has been split wide open. You have access to God. If you're going to call me, call me so that I can pray with you, not for you. Brother Pastor, what do I need to ask for? Well, I'm glad you asked. I want to say like I feel it, but the Holy Spirit won't let me. Well, let's just keep it clean. What do you need? 
That's what you ask for. What do you desire? That's what you ask for. Amen, somebody. The book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 4. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you what? The desires of your heart. I don't know about you. I have some desires. Amen. I made me a list in my Bible. I said, desire number one, desire number two, <laughs> desire. How do I get it? The Bible says, Brother Baba, this Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says, Whatsoever you desire. How do you get it? When you pray. Believe. And it shall be done unto you. John chapter 14 verse 14. Jesus now that he's in relationship with his disciples, he said to them, ask anything in my name. I will do it. He don't get any better than that. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. Oh, because we walk around not asking. We are waiting on other people to pray for you. Amen. And you got a mouth. You got access. And heaven is waiting on you to ask. You will, you will you have a car, but you rather drive to the casino than to drive to a house of God for prayer. Let me say this in conclusion. I've told you prayer is your dependency on God, Amen. your dedication to God. I told you prayer is your communication with God. Connection, communication, connection with God. I told you prayer is your supplication. You have to learn to ask Amen. I got five children. They know how to ask. Daddy, I got have this. One day I asked them the question, have you ever need anything that you asked your daddy and he didn't deliver? And not one of them could say no. I said, well, the Bible said, you and me who are ugly, who are evil. We do good things for our children. How much more a good God? I spoil all my children. Whatever they want. If I have to take a second job, if I have to work extra hard, I give it to them. Where I am a normal human being, if a human being would do that for his own child, how much more God, a good God, a loving God. Learn to ask God. 
Finally, you got to know that prayer is cooperation with God. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to partnership with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 says, Paul plants, Apollo waters, but God grants the increase. Do you see the partnership? Somebody is planting, somebody is watering, somebody is granting the increase. God wants you to be in partnership with him. What is prayer? I got to stop. Prayer makes impossibility become possible. Hallelujah. Prayer changes things. I heard somebody say, no prayer, no power. Much prayer, much power. If you want the devil to leave you alone, Got to learn how to pray. I want us to live here today to develop a constant life of prayer. I want this church to stand out. This ought to be a debt-free zone. This is not a place where people die before their time. How are we going to make it? Prayer. Constant prayer. Don't wait until you're in crisis. When you live here today, Lord, I thank you. It's a beautiful day. You get in your car, you crank it and walk and say, Lord, I thank you. I got a right. Even when things break down, Lord, I thank you. You're going to make a way. Even those of you who are married, I got to say, and I don't mind saying it, whether your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband and wife, you need to understand you don't have to be with your spouse every minute. Amen. There comes a time where you have to steal away. Be with yourself. I love you, baby. You're fine. You're beautiful. You're good looking. Yes, you my baby. You the ice cream in my coffee. But you ain't the Lord. You are not the Lord. So when my soul gets weary, I need time with God. Not with you. I need time with God. I don't need sex. I need a savior. Oh, I'm going to preach this gospel. When my, when my burden is heavy, I don't need to hold your hand. I need God to hold my hand. I need the Lord to walk with me. I need the Lord to talk with me. I need the Lord to lead me and guide me. What is the message? You will never be what you can be in Christ until you learn to spend time with God. I want us to begin a journey in this house. I can speak for every church in the city. 
But I want a church when I hear from you, and I love hearing from you. I want a church that will be full of good news, full of miracles, breakthroughs. Oh, thank God today. The other day, the Holy Spirit had to correct me, Reverend, because I was trying to be humble and modest. I wanted to be able to fit in. I want to dumb down. And I was telling people what a bad year this has been. And the Holy Spirit have to correct me. I said, I sent you to tell the people this is a year of prophet vision. And you're going to scoop down to their level so you can fit in, so you can be accepted. Have I not been good to you this year? You need a healing. I healed your body. You need promotion on your job. I gave you promotion. You need strength for your journey. I answer every prayer. How dare you going to scoop them? I want to challenge everybody. Let's not accept the dictates of the media. Let's step it up in prayer. Every day. Tell the Lord, thank you. Every minute, every hour, I don't know about you, I need God. I need him right now. I need him in my church. I need him in my home. I need him on my job. I need him in my ministry. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and do what? Somebody shall pray. pray. When you leave church today, pray. pray. On your way home, pray. When you get home, pray. When you go to bed, pray. When you wake up, pray. Before you eat your food, you better, you better pray. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to thank you for your willingness to study the word. I want to invite somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. The best secret of prayer life is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Invite him into your heart. Say, Lord, I need you. This is not about being Baptist or Methodist. I need the Lord. I can't raise my children by myself. I need God. I cannot make it for the next 24 hours. I need God. And if you're live streaming with us, you say, Pastor, I'm not in the church. How do I partake of this invitation? There's a number under the screen. Call that number. There are men and women of God waiting to pray with you. You can't make it on your own. Jesus said, I'm divine. You the branches. Except you are bad, except you tired. You say you can make it. I can't make it either. I need the Lord. 
As we go home today, I encourage all of us, let's give to support the work of the ministry. God has raised this church up to touch nations. I'm amazed how many people are watching the ministry of this church. I'm amazed how many states. You don't have to take my word. Just check with the media department. They will give you a list of parishes that are watching, of counties, of states, of nations. Who would have thought a missionary Baptist church in the city of Pivey, Louisiana. Some people don't even know where in the world is Louisiana. So you can tell that your sowing, your giving is into a good ground. Those of you who are live streaming with us, you can partake in this giving effort. Go to our website, zionhill.com. There's an opportunity for online giving. So into good ground. And the Lord has promised when you give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Your cup running over. I received that. That <laughs> just brings a smile to my face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It is so in Jesus' name. Will you help me welcome the greatest worship team in the world? God bless you. Carry, 
Why don't you take it to God in prayer? Whatever it is, you can take it. All of your fears, you can bring them to the Lord. Say this, take it to the Lord, yeah. Sit in prayer, take it to the Lord. In prayer, take it to the Lord, yeah. In prayer, take it to the Lord. In prayer, so take it to the Lord. In prayer, take it to the Lord. In prayer, you can take it to the Lord. In prayer. Take it to the Lord, sit in prayer. Oh, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Whatever it is, you can take it to Him. Lay it at His feet. You can take it to Him. All of your worries, take it to Him. All of your issues, you can take it. If you need a healing in your body, take it to him. If you need him to fix it, you can take it to him. If you need him to mend it, take it to the Lord. If you need him to fix it, take it to the Lord. Whatever it is, whatever it is, all of your burdens, all of your problems, so take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to him in prayer. Say it in prayer. In prayer. Say it in prayer. In prayer. Come on and make room. Turn the TV off. Turn the radio down. And make room. Then I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to pray to you. I'm going to make my request known. In prayer. Say it. Take it to him in prayer. So you can take it to him in prayer. Oh, take it to him. Oh, take it to him. Oh, we pray that you have a blessed day and a blessed rest of the week in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.